Design Pickle is a big supporter of everything on Seminary. If you haven't heard, they are a flat rate, unlimited use graphic design service helping churches across the nation. We're a proud client of theirs and love how they help us make social media graphics and those downloadable PDF article summaries that we've been sending out. Even if you have a designer, you need to check them out. To learn more, visit designpickle.com forward slash churches. On that same page, you can watch a totally free 30 minute video of me and the founder of Design Pickle talking about modern church marketing and of course pickles welcome to the unseminary podcast are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further faster have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world hey you're not alone join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary buckle up and let's get started with this week's unseminary podcast hey everybody welcome to the unseminary podcast my name's rich uh, host around these parts i am so glad uh, that you've decided to tune in and you're going to be rewarded for that we've got a great conversation should be a fun time uh, together today with Pastor Gene Jennings from True North Church. This church is a great church. You should get a chance to uh, to plug in with them. Uh, was planted in 2004, so it's, what does that make it, 13, 14 years old um, in South Carolina. It's always good, uh, particularly in the wintertime, to talk to somebody down south. It's one of the fastest growing churches in the country, and Gene serves as associate pastor there, which I think just means you do everything Steve doesn't want to do. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, why don't you tell us about the, ch- the church, Gene? I'm so glad you're on the show today. That's so funny you said that because that's when people ask me what I do. I said I do everything Steve doesn't want to do. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm the yeah. same, same thing for sure. <laughs> kind of the, uh, I guess some would call it executive pastor, mm-hmm. but I like associate better. I always, I never liked the executive. It's too businessy for me. Right. right. I like the pastoral role, mm-hmm. um, and I don't. I used to be over the financial mm-hmm. piece, but we now have an administrative pastor that helps with with that. But. Oh, nice. uh, well, I forgot what you asked me now. Yeah, why don't you kind of tell us about the church? If people were to come this weekend, what would they experience? And and then, you know, give, give us a bit of a flavor of the church. Yeah, it's a it's just a great church all the way from the parking lot, all the way inside. We've done a great job with our first impressions teams. And people always marvel and rave about just the welcoming atmosphere that we have. Obviously, casual dress, very casual atmosphere, mm-hmm. uh, rock and band, a great production uh, it's just a great show uh, in the kids' building, kids' ministries, as well as is in our auditorium. Mm. Uh, I'm living the dream, Rich. Uh, <laughs> I dreamed about this church starting in 1987 when I was in seminary. Nice. Uh, and I finally saw this dream come true 19 years later mm. when I joined the staff here mm. in 2006, just a couple of years into the mm-hmm. ministry of the church here. Hmm. Now, so you've obviously been there, you know, quite a long time, and um, you know, a big part of uh, of leading is translating that dream into other, getting other people to kind of join and to you know say, hey, we want to be a part of that. And I'm assuming in your role, that's a lot of times in that kind of associate pastor or executive pastor role, a, a big part of what that is is kind of where does the dream hit reality? How are we actually making this happen? Is, has that been a bit of your journey? You know, uh, Steve Davis, our lead pastor, he's the visionary, mm-hmm. and he's the one that casts the vision, and he, dream, he dreams the dreams. Mm-hmm. And I guess my job is more helping out with the day-to-day mm-hmm. operations and staff oversight. We've got a ministry resident program we're just starting. I'll be supervising those guys. Um, when I told you I was living the dream, I'm mm-hmm. from North Augusta. This is my hometown. Oh, nice. But I left here. I was a coach in the public school system. Okay. Um, that was my first career, mm-hmm. and I felt called to go to the ministry and went to Fort Worth, Texas, Southwestern Seminary back mm-hmm. in 1986. 
Mm-hmm. And you know, when I left here, my wife and I are both from here. When we left here, we thought, you know, I guess we'll never live here again. You know, you mm-hmm. never go back to your hometown. Right. To serve the church. I mean, who does that? Right. <laughs> uh, in fact, having said that, I remember years ago reading an article that Tony Campolo wrote mm-hmm. that is kind of a precursor to your podcast. He had an article uh, called uh, Things They Didn't Teach You in Seminary. Nice. Yeah, yeah, great. And one of the things he talked about was, for some reason, we had this impression that when you leave to go to the ministry or go to seminary, Bible college, whatever, you have to go to somewhere, else, some other location in order to do ministry. And Campolo said, why don't you go right back to where you grew up? Mm, you already have mm-hmm. a network of friends. You've got family there. You've got relationships there. Because you know as well as I do, when you go to a new town, it takes years to develop relationships. Mm-hmm. Why not go back to your hometown mm, where you so already true. know everybody? Yeah, so true. Uh, so that's kind of my story. I did that. It took a while to do that. Um, but for us to come full circle back to where we grew up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I dreamed of seeing a church, a contemporary-style church like True North, like I said, even from my seminary days. Hmm. Now, was Steve Davis, is he from that area as well? Was he from? Steve is actually from Illinois. Okay, interesting. So God used an Illinois boy, brought him to uh, South Carolina. He was on staff at a local church here. He saw a need for this style of ministry. Hmm. And uh, he stepped out in faith and started it. Uh, he and I had a mutual friend, and our the mutual friend suggested that we get together because our mutual friend knew me, he knew my heart and my dream mm-hmm. for a church like this in North Augusta. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Steve and I kind of got together and we talked about it and about a year and a half into it, True North was growing like crazy and Steve called up and said, hey, you want to come help? And it was kind of a no-brainer for me. Mm, very cool, very cool. I didn't pray for that one. Yeah, that's cool. You know, a lot of times you run into church leaders who in, in you know, thriving churches that are growing um, like yours, where there is a strong you know, um, leader within it who ha- is from that community. And I think that is a, you know, that's, that's a good thing to kind of really keep in mind, particularly for church planners or people that are, you know, thinking about, you know, starting out, um, you know, for sure. That's, you know, that's, that's really cool. Now, I would imagine at your, you know, phase of growth as a church, you know, thinking about the next generation is, um, you know, really is a big deal, you know, trying to wrestle through how do you engage the next generation um, to really take the ministry on and and run with it. Um, what does that look like for, for True North? How are you kind of doing that uh, at, you know, at the church? Well, this is good timing because we're going, we're, right now we're in two services. We're packing out two services actually next Sunday. And we'll be starting a five o'clock service on Sunday afternoon. We're kind of, it's going to be identical to the morning services, but we're going to create a different environment. So it'll be basically the same on the inside, but on the outside of the auditorium, outside the um, the building, we're going to have coffee bars and food trucks, just mm. fire pits and some cool things that we, that we, that we hope will attract mm-hmm. that age group. So we're, we're intentionally doing that um, right now, as well as I mentioned earlier, this ministry resident program. We've got two young men. Uh, these are like kind of paid internships, mm-hmm. uh, if you will, that we're working with those guys. And we're just, we're being more deliberate now than ever <laughs> with trying to groom and train the next generation because I'm 55 years old. Steve's a few years behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hopefully we got a, some time left. Uh, but we also know we've got to pass the torch. Yeah, and we're absolutely. trying to get ourselves in position right now to pass the torch to the next generation. Hmm. Now, g- give me a sense of that minist- ministry residency program. What what are those kind of what those guys engaged in, or what will they be engaged in? How does that how is that structured? <clears throat> yeah, they're kind of I guess they're kind of like part time staff, but okay. uh, we've created a monthly 
syllabus for these guys. I'm giving them your reading assignments every month, uh, video assignments, videos for them to watch, some teaching, mm-hmm. and then some practicum assignments where they will be a part of a certain ministry or event uh, each month. They'll attend leadership team meetings. We want them to get the full spectrum. Everything that we do here from preschool to celebrate recovery, um, everything we do, we want them to be have, have kind of have their fingers or, or being hands involved in a little bit of everything that we do throughout the year. Hmm, very cool. That's cool. And they're, how did you find these these two? Are they internal folks? Or are they internal. folks from somewhere else? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, internal guys. And so there are, is the intention, I guess it's early days, but is the thought that, you know, this may be a way to kind of find new staff, train new staff, or is it thought, because I know some people do these residency programs explicitly to say, hey, we're going to kind of send these folks out. We intend they're going to go plant somewhere else or something like that. Right. Yeah, at this point, it's either, either right. or. They may right. join us. Um, full-time in the future, or we may send them out, or they may go join another church staff somewhere else. Hmm. Very cool, very cool. Well, I know being a fast-growing church, leadership development is a big part of the equation, you know, continuing to, uh, you know, raise up, the, uh, you know, leaders. What does that look like for you at True North? You know, um, I think I'd be lying if I told you we had a, a strategic plan for leadership development. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Um, and it, it seems like it's getting harder now just because our staff is growing so right. fast. I even we had our we have a meeting every Tuesday, and I remarked to our staff even Tuesday when I was starting the meeting off. I remember just a few years ago we could all fit around a conference room table, right? And now it's like twenty five of us in a room, right? And that's huge to us. And so mm-hmm. we're still trying to get to know each other's names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, right. Uh, um, but no, we we do know each other's names, but. As far as a, I guess, a strategic, disciplined approach to leadership development, development, um, we don't have anything like that other than just, you know, I will say we have an incredible team. We're, we're more like a family than a staff. Mm-hmm. We just love each other. Most of us mm-hmm. uh, are internal hires, and mm-hmm. so we already kind of knew each other even years before they became staff members. So it's just a great team, and we, we work like a family mm-hmm. together. Very cool. Oh, that's so important. Yeah. It's so critical. So we're pretty low-key. I mean, Steve's um, Steve and I both are pretty laid back. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, we like structure, but we don't don't overdo it on structure. We just, mm-hmm. I don't know. We just kind of we we have that trust factor. We trust each other. Mm-hmm. Um, remember years ago we read that book called The Speed of Trust. Oh yeah, great I think book. Steve Chevy wrote that. Mm-hmm. Um, we really read that together as a staff and talked about that. And I really feel like the speed of trust works for us. Mm-hmm. And um, we do hold each other, hold each other accountable, of course, and mm-hmm. all that. Um, the leadership development is just kind of we doing it together as a group, as a team, you know, mm-hmm. as a family. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, what would you say it is that the Lord's using to grow True North? What is the thing that that He seems to be, or you know, the collection of things? I know yeah. it's always it can be hard to kind of nail down sometimes. But what would you be think those things would might be? Yeah, and obviously it is the Lord. Um, this place was ready. This area was ready for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We're in the Augusta, Georgia area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're right here on the state line. In fact, I can see the trees of Georgia from the front porch of my house. We're oh, right nice. here on the state line. Yeah. And Augusta, Georgia is known for three things, uh, mm-hmm. the Masters Golf Tournament mm-hmm. and the birthplace of James Brown <laughs> and the birthplace of the Southern Baptist Convention. Right. Uh, but most people don't know the third thing. They don't yeah. care about Southern Baptist Convention. <laughs> um, but, what, but there's a lot of Baptist churches around here is my mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So tons of churches. Obviously, we're in the middle of the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but North Augusta was ready for a church with contemporary flavor to it, with the style of music that we play and the, the dress code. Um, but I'll also say that Steve, our pastor, Steve Davis, um, he's the most genuine, humble 
man that I've known and certainly one of those genuine pastors. And I think mm-hmm. and he's just real from the stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People know that. People love his teaching. They love his style. He's mm-hmm. not always polished. He's great. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a vision caster. He's a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Bible teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are just attracted to him. And he's mm-hmm. not. A, it's not about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, if you research True North Church, I think you'll see his picture on the website with some of the other staff members. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't like his name out there, you know, mm-hmm. as far as it's not about him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't speak a lot of conferences. He hasn't written any books. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a genuine, humble, authentic guy that wants to see people know Jesus. Mm-hmm. I really believe that, that that has a lot to do with our attitude as staff members because we just love him to death mm-hmm. and we'll do anything for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our membership knows that as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very true. You know, I think a lot of times those internal disciplines and just our kind of internal positioning, I think, I think the Lord sees a heart like that. And is like, Hey, I, I want, I want to bless a ministry like that. Cause it's not, yeah. you know, it's not going to his head. I think there is a, you know, is a connection uh, between those two for sure. Um, well, is there anything else you want to share before we jump on with the rest of the episode? You know, um, I mentioned living the dream, and, and I said I think we talked about it briefly. My job right now, or my challenge right now, personally, is I've lived my dream. I'm living my dream, mm-hmm. and I want to learn how to translate that dream to the younger generation. I want them to develop their dream church, mm-hmm. and so hopefully, um, we'll be able to do that here in my, you know, the next ten to twenty years, whatever time I've got left in ministry. I've been doing this thirty years, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's just um, not letting it stop with my dream and letting that dream continue with the the next generation what does that look like how how are you doing that what are you doing what kind of steps are you taking to try to help that next generation articulate their dream and live it um you know i think we're still trying to figure that out Mm -hmm. um with the five i mentioned the service we're doing Mm -hmm. um probably just focusing uh and we steve has been unapologetic telling our membership that we create our services for that generation we have a lot of senior adults that come they love steve they love our music but we pretty much try to target that that uh, audience on Sunday mornings with our production, with our music style, with our videos, just all the things that we do. Um, we're just trying to be intentional about meeting that generation, that culture. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode where we ask similar questions of everybody that's on the show. Super excited to have Gene Jennings with us today from True North Church, a great, uh, great church. Gene, what's an online resource you're using these days uh, that's helping you out? Um, well, you know, it's not Skype. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we use Slack a lot. Oh yeah. That's uh, we great. like Slack, uh, as a staff mm-hmm. communication tool. I use Evernote personally mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot. I don't Facebook a lot, but I'm on Twitter a good bit. Nice. Very good. Slack's a great communication tool. Yeah. If you haven't checked it out, you really, you really should for sure. Definitely. Yeah. What's a book you've read in the last, oh, I don't know, maybe six months to a year that's shaping your thinking and ministry? You know, I, I'm always in several books. Um, I had a professor in seminary who said you should be reading at least six books at the same time. <laughs> and I kind of I tend to do that. But yep. as far as leadership, I'm actually reading a book that I heard um, you talk about um, recently, Destined to Lead. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, Designed to Lead. Designed to yeah, Lead. Designed yeah, Designed to Lead. Mm-hmm. It's right here on my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Designed to Lead. I'm just diving into that one. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of stuff just on um, uh, my relationship with Christ and spiritual mm-hmm. walk. Mm-hmm. I, I recently pulled out a book called The Key to Triumphant Living, which is an old mm. classic mm. by Jack Taylor. Mm-hmm. I just really believe that if I can continue uh, living in Christ and and bearing the fruit of the Spirit, that, that I'm going to be a good leader. Mm. I think mm-hmm. if you got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
self-control in you, you can't lose. Mm. And so I, I tend to focus a lot just on my spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I don't read leadership books. No, and, I get that. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I, I read a lot of stuff. But those yeah. are probably two that are most recent. Yeah. Very cool. In my library. Um, what's an, uh, a ministry you're, you're looking to that kind of inspires you? You know, Compassion International inspires me. Oh, fantastic. Me. Yeah. I love um, what they do. We've been sponsoring kids and being a part of Compassion um, for over 30 years now. I think mm-hmm. my wife and I always sponsoring kids. I've been on a couple of Compassion uh, trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love how they work with local churches mm-hmm. and how they're uh, they're reaching people in some um, impoverished places with the gospel of Jesus. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, Compassion's amazing. They, if you haven't, you know, I, I I'd be surprised if there's a pastor that hasn't heard of Compassion International, but you haven't checked them out and looked closely mm. at them. They're they're an amazing ministry. They do some great work around the world. If you could get 15 minutes with uh, any. Uh, leader alive, who would you want to get that with and why? You know, I thought about that. I think I've always thought it would be interesting to talk to George W. Bush mm. uh, because, you know, he was less than nine months into his presidency and then 9-11 happened. Right. So he, he never was able to fulfill his agenda. His mm-hmm. entire perspective obviously changed. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he ever got enough credit for that, but I would like to talk to him mm-hmm. about how he went through that transition from um, – running for presidency to winning the you know having mm-hmm. this big agenda set out that he was going to do for the country and all of a sudden the you know, the world literally changed that day that's amazing yeah that's a good that's a good perspective for sure you know things did change so quickly for him um you know overnight for sure yeah well i i know being an associate pastor at a church like true north can take a lot uh and you know what do you do just for fun when you just want to kind of kick back relax enjoy life a little bit <laughs> well it's kind of nerdy but um <laughs> I follow the financial markets a lot. I actually swing nice. trade options. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm learning how to uh, try to make money as an option trader on the side. Interesting. That's uh, cool. So I spend a lot of my time at night reading, watching webinars, and um, not just for my own self. I want to I want to teach other people how to do it as well. Interesting. So I'm fa- I'm fascinated with the the stock market and specifically a discipline called technical analysis. I spend a lot of time learning about how to read stock charts and stuff. Huh, very cool. Well, that's yeah. new, man. I, I, you're the first person in <laughs> probably 190 episodes that has said swing trade options. That's a I lot of people go for walks, be. a lot of bike riders, <laughs> the first swing trade yeah. option. you know. I do have a great wife and two grandkids. So, uh, <laughs> On the side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. No, that's, this has been great, Gene. I, it's been fun getting a chance to connect today. If people want to get in touch with the church or with you, how can they do that? We're at truenorthchurch.com, mm-hmm. and uh, I think my email address is on there. I'm on Twitter at Gene Jennings. Um, that's where you're going to find me most of the time. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's where, we, that's where we're at. Wonderful. Appreciate you being on the show today, Gene. Have a great weekend. All right. Thank you, Rich. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>